1: Yes, welcome to Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World by Minute Time. Sir, this is security, stop driving into the animals. I'm Brad. And Dave. <laughs> and on this minute, we're discussing Minute 55 of Jurassic World. Before we get to that, David, once again returning over to drasticpedia.com, we have a fantastical article up here by Trenosaur TJ um, from a few years ago on the Stegosaurus uh, and its sort of portrayal across the films, what we see on screen. A good bit of a write-up on the uh, the actual animal itself, when it lived, time and that sort of stuff, and uh, a bit of its history with Injun as a specimen originally bred for Jurassic Park, seemingly not uh, in the park in 93, but uh, returning in the Lost World and now here in Jurassic World.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a, um article that we had originally part of, the original part of, um... The Jurassic Park Encyclopedia, back when I was on Jurassicpedia, and this was something that pretty much everybody has put into at some point or another. The latest updates having been provided by Formosis with a expansive edit on the like ecological interaction, and uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> interactions, their um, communication, physical descriptions, and uh, a lot going into the Masrani. Discussions as well, or the Mizrani versions as well, that as we see in Falling, or I'm sorry, Camp Cretaceous, are kind of a free for all on the um, uh, colorations. Mm.
1: And I suppose now's a good time to bring up the the difference (laughs) between the first trilogy and the second trilogy of uh, this poor animal (sighs) de evolving. Um, oh, in yeah. Jurassic World, and then even more so it seems in uh, Fallen Kingdom. Mm. I suppose one, one place to start uh, in Fallen Kingdom, even though we don't see it, the fact that they made that massive uh, non-animatronic, massive prop uh, Stegosaur to be in Blue's um, lair? Nest. Yes. <laughs> Nest. That's a better one. <laughs> um, just how ginormous <laughs> that thing was built. You could say that uh, InGen was... Um, Messing around with the DNA and that. Yeah, we've been we've mm-hmm. been told yeah you know, we've been told before with the Indominus about having an accelerated growth. We know in Camp Cretaceous Bumpy's got an accelerated growth as well. Mm-hmm. What happens? Do these animals just keep, like crocodiles? They just keep on growing with as long as conditions and the foods there. I
0: imagine it's a gene inserted into the code where it allows them as juveniles to kind of supercharge their uh, their growth into adulthood which eventually shuts off And the stegozilla as it's been coming out. <laughs> but <laughs> it just never that gene just never ex- accidentally shut off. Humans have that actu- actually had that same gene and as do all animals they grow from childhood have a growth spurt in their teenage years. I, I'm sure there's analogs for that. For every animal. And then it shuts off. We've seen what happens with humans when that doesn't shut off. The tallest man in the world... Uh, what was his name? Ralph Walden, I think?
1: Uh, yeah, it sounds familiar. Uh,
0: Robert Waldo. I was <laughs>
1: close. <laughs> Samsonite. I was way off.
0: <laughs> he was. He grew up until his deathbed. And so yeah. he... His gene, his growth gene, just never shut off on him. And uh, hypothetically, that's the same thing that happened with this individual here. Its growth gene just never shut off on it, and it just kept continuously growing.
1: Wow, that prop was fifty-five feet long. <laughs> <laughs> Five feet longer than the Indominus. That's one mm-hmm. hell of a stegosaurus. Yeah. St- Stegozilla is definitely a uh, worthy name. Well <laughs> i suppose it's it's movie magic as well because how many films do you see where someone can live forever uh immortal or whatever else and they seem to have grown to that that 20 or 30 year old mark and just stayed there for the rest of their life
0: <laughs> and it's always funny that i mean immortality seems to pick the perfect age right when that actor is currently <laughs> hmm. Yep. <laughs> Immort- immortality isn't always the uh, knight from the third Indiana Jones movie <laughs> where he's basically extreme old age. Mm. Yeah. The Stegosaurus, here it's a fan favorite. I remember that included in The Lost World because Spielberg got so many fan letters from kids who were disappointed that it wasn't in the first Jurassic Park movie.
1: Jog my memory: Was there crash art for Stegosaur in the first film, or was that only coming in Lost World?
0: It was for the Lost World, I think it came out for. But they did originally plan to have the Stegosaurus and its role of the six stego from mm. the novel, but it got it got quickly changed to be Triceratops, I think. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. And I always loved that design. I've always loved it. Was always seemed very, very. It, it wasn't what. It wasn't the retro classic tail dragger design. It had the tail up as what as is the now believed to be current depiction of them. And I've always really liked. And then Jurassic World came in. Came in. <laughs> well,
1: before remember... before you get to Jurassic World, just still staying on Jurassic Park. Even the toy had that high tail as well. It did. Uh... And that carried on into the Lost World with what we've seen there, and even um, Jurassic Park 3, where we've seen with the Brachiosaurus on the uh, side of the Jungle River. There's still that sort of Lost World design. Mm-hmm. Now, now you can rant on Jurassic World.
0: <laughs> you know, so incidentally, the, um, now that you mentioned the Lost World Kenner toy for the Segosaurus was mostly based on the animatronic, which is why it's the size and sculpt that it is. The Kind of tail dragging look, and then Spielberg kind of really didn't like how it looked, so he changed it to an all CGI uh, depiction.
1: Did you get the Mattel Stegosaur? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, does it... it is it designed off the Jurassic World or Lost World design? Has it got the tail up or down? I, I never got is it. is so definitely
0: long. for the Mattel one.
1: It's it's up, is it?
0: No, it's definitely based off of the. Um off the uh jurassic world version
1: oh no (laughs)
0: okay yeah so then jurassic world came out and i remember seeing the trailers for one of the first trailers that i screen capped i screen capped a picture of the stegosaurus i was raging that there was the tail dragging position i'm like why would they go backwards to the 1960s (laughs) and then And I'm still friends with uh, Dr. Thomas Holtz on Facebook, and he picked it up and he shared it. And then it guy shared kind of more in the higher-up paleontological uh, circles. And then I remember, next thing I know, I see an article where – I can't remember where it was. It was Screen Rant. It was one of those kind of – those clickbait movie articles where they were saying – Paleontologists are attacking Jurassic World before it's even out. And, <laughs> like, and then there was the picture. There was there was uh, a screencap a screen cap of Thomas Holtz um, repost of my post. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! They're not attacking it. They're, I'm attacking it. I'm, I'm like one of the biggest Jurassic Park fans there are. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was kind of funny. And that happens to me regularly, where I'll post something. And it gets shared around by people and then people show me the shared post and like, have you seen this? And like, Of course I've seen it. I wrote it.
1: Yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but with good reason because it just I don't understand where you had you had an established uh, animal design from the previous films. And we've had we've had little changes between animals before, again the raptors and that, but for the most part it's mainly colour, not not physiology, it's not it's not taking the Trenosaur and giving her a narrow jawline, a bottom jaw or something
0: <laughs> and it's definitely not taking the animals backwards, like with the raptors they wanted to kind of portray a more bird like depiction of them, that's why we got that sleeker quill design in Jurassic Park 3
1: mm.
0: and then Jurassic World came in and as I just ran and then Fallen <laughs> Kingdom kind of Made things worse. The the Jurassic World version definitely had a beak, but for some reason the Fallen Kingdom one doesn't. It just looks like a giant, kind of like a mutant cow stegosaurus, and it's <laughs> I do I do not care for it at all. Not not at, not at all.
1: <laughs> I was going to say Ninja Turtle. but <laughs> Yeah, and it has yeah the teeth in it as well. But um mm-hmm.
0: well, I mean, it Stegosaurus had teeth, but it didn't have human molars like the one um that Wheatley dist, uh, extracts from the mouth. And he just they had like <laughs> these line kind of like a um kind of like a triceratops, they had this line of a giant single tooth that just ground its food up. Mm. It didn't have these individual teeth and you it certainly didn't have human leg roots to them. Kind of see the like the, it's kind of like a generic giant human tooth with with the, like the uh, crowned root and everything, you know.
1: Mm. yeah, I'd imagine it'd be much like even though the mammals block Mhm.
0: which is funny because it kind of reminds me, I'm not sure if anybody's ever watched um, I, it was like a TV movie, Peter Benchley's creature. And it's about um, how military scientists uh, mutated a shark with a human, and it <laughs> it bites one of the main characters' boats and leaves behind a tooth, and they're like wondering what the hell is up with the shark tooth because it has roots, and shark tooth shark teeth famously do not have uh-huh. roots at all. Yeah. So it, it kind of reminds me of like that, but it's a little little less terrible. <laughs> like, Stegosaurus has roots, they're just not individual human tooth roots.
1: Mm, yeah. Can you imagine Fallen Kingdom if the dinosaur come out after it uh, took out the Carnotaurus and its tails on the ground, it would stand up like Godzilla? <laughs> right in the streets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that was one of the things that made the first Jurassic Park movie famous, was these cutting-edge scientific depictions of the dinosaurs. Mm. And you had things like, for the first time, T. Rex in its modern pose on screen, and you had dinosaurs depicted as these agile, fast predators and just kind of lumbering, slow brutes. And I think it's interesting and kind of sad that we went backwards from that depiction on some of these dinosaurs in these, mov- in these movies, mm. with like the Stegosaurus dragging its tail around. Mm. I mean, the Stegosaurus, it's not all the dinosaurs, but the Stegosaurus is kind of the worst victim of this retrograding that we get in these movies.
1: Hmm. I can't recall if we've seen them on the Arcadia or not. Yeah, so they were. If... They definitely were. Oh, they were? So, yeah, we might we might get one more chance at seeing them and see if they're done right this time.
0: <laughs> and it makes me wonder that if we'll have the regular depiction that we've gotten in the first couple movies, next to the uh, Masrani versions that, it had, that other scientists are now creating, you know?
1: Yeah, wait and see. <laughs> uh, uh, good rant, good rant. Head over to dressdresspedia.com for that article, have a bit of a read through it, and uh, many others.
0: So, I see you already got your wristbands, and this is for food, and Zara here is going to take great care of you until I'm done working tonight, okay? You're not coming with us? Oh, I I really wish that I could, but um tomorrow I can take you into the control room, show you behind the scenes and all of that. That's 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 gonna be cool, right?
1: Dave, we're gonna get into fifty-five. Yeah. As we're in a minute fifty four of Jurassic World, an announcement had come over the computer screen that the ride was closed. And Gray was disappointed. He'd only just got to see the dinosaurs. As we're from minute fifty five Zach says, "Now, nah, come on, we can stay at a few extra minutes, special wristbands, VIP, dude. At the 10 second mark, Zach says, come on, it'll be fun, and jams forward on the gyrosphere control stick. As the ball spins faster forward, and the herd of herbivores all run alongside the hamster ball. At the 25 second mark, we cut back to the control room, as Claire's looking at some monitors, and seemingly lost girls reunited with her mother and a sudden realisation dawns on her. She's forgotten about the boys. She quickly moves to the back of the room and pulls out a phone, making a call. Zara answers the phone, and Claire tells her that she's got to bring the boys back to the resort right away. But Zara's clearly upset. She's lost the boys, or more so, they ran off. And Claire yells into the phone, they did what? At the 55 second mark, we cut back to the dry sphere. Now, at a more leisurely pace, and as the minute ends, Zach's phone rings and he pulls it out of his pocket. Uh, at, at the end of Minute 54, the boys had just found some herbivores before a recorded message announced that the ride was closed. Uh, is is It's the same voice announcer answer we hear at the uh, Innovation Centre and at the ferry as well. Do we think it's a recording or someone in a room?
0: <laughs> I imagine Actually, that is kind of like a recording, that they just had this voice actor record a bunch of lines... Like, sorry, this right is now closed. Please return to the, you know, or yeah. welcome to the Innovation Center. Bathroom, right. Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose um, Richard Carley wasn't sitting in a room in the Visitor Center piping,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: narrating to the Explorers. So.
0: Yeah, they. Like, I'm sure they gave a list of phrases to this person, and this person, they recorded her saying them and paid her, Yeah. You know?
1: Uh, as we open with the boys in the dryosphere, you can tell uh, it's not a real vehicle here because it's dead smooth. There's not even a single jolt. If, if you've ridden a push bike, a bicycle over a field, or you know that the ground's not completely smooth, I know Nublar is definitely not completely smooth. Uh, oh, I mean,
0: especially with like a wheeled kind of instrument, like, if, like you mentioned your bicycle. I've ridden my bicycle over long grass. T- Mm. Areas like this, and it's it's a struggle.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure later when we see Owen and Claire out in the field in a G-Wagon, it's bouncing all mm. over the place. So, yeah, it's a it's a nice soft ride here for the boys. <laughs> um, Zach uh, sees Gray's disappointment and says, nah come on, uh, we can stay out a couple more minutes." And innocently, uh, Gray replies, "But they said the ride's closed." <laughs> Poor Gray, he's not gonna be a bad boy. <laughs> Uh, That's when Zach says, uh, Aunt Claire gave us special wristbands, right? VIP dude, come on, it'll be fun. (laughs) And he looks forward and jams the joystick all the way forward, so if it wasn't going full speed before, it is now. And that's when we get what I like to call the naughty boy music start to play, because uh, (laughs) we got it playing when the boys bailed on Zara, and now we get it here again. As uh, Dryosphere moves only a little bit faster forward, and for some reason, the Triceratops bellow, and the entire herd starts running alongside him. Um, I wonder if this is a sign that the Indominus is doing its thing to the Apatosaurs further away.
0: Imagine that was that's something that came up later that happened after the Ankylosaurus attack. Mm. Yeah. You know? Couldn't get the kid, so it went back and slaughtered the
1: mouse. Mm. So I don't know why the herd would just start running. What's it's, it seems like they've been spooked. Well,
0: I mean the gyrospheres could have spooked them. We did see that happen in um, Camp Cretaceous, where they ha- they're driving the gyrospheres around, and all of a sudden one gets too close, and they spook the herd into a
1: stampede. Oh yeah, I suppose. You'd think by now they'd be pretty used to
0: them. <laughs> um. <laughs> You'd think, but yeah mean, some, some yeah. animals just aren't that white aren't that team
1: hmm. we cut back to the control room here and the video feeds uh, one in particular showing a mother squatting down and upset as her daughter runs over and into her arms and they hug uh, obviously some sort of separation happened here during the day or during the uh, the recall back to the uh, resort but funnily enough no one approach there's not a security person that approaches to make sure she's all right or 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 a father, she just sort of runs from off screen <laughs> to hug a mum, which is a little bit weird. Um, but
0: the kid could have, or the security person could have been off screen where they were letting the kid out from, you know.
1: Yeah, and if with what they're dealing with at the moment, it's um, that's your mum over there. Okay, go. Oh god, I've got to go over here and do something else. But uh, we get a quick cut to Claire. She watches on, still standing in the control room. Uh. I don't know why she's just standing there watching screens for when all this is going on you'd think she'd be on the phone or doing other things but um, we get the soft piano music um, begin to slow and stop as Claire suddenly realises she's forgotten something and I've seen a bit of online discussion recently uh, where some fans think this is a point where she starts to care more about starts to care more and unlocks her maternal instincts you know she just forgot the boys (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah, she
1: did. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm forgetting something. Oh, yeah, those two kids the that, <laughs> nep- nephews. That's when she turns and walks to the back of the control room. Uh, only now does the radio chatter start to come back in. On um, And on that large map, we can see the words evacuation across it, which I don't know how closing all the rides north of the resort would be called an evacuation, but I suppose they would be evacuating guests out of that area back to the... Back to the resort. I thought maybe it was a uh, a goof, and that was a bit of art on the screen for uh, later on when they actually are evacuating to the cruise liners. But but it doesn't seem like anyone's trying to track the Indominus. Um, I'm guessing around this time, this is when it's attacking Camp Cretaceous. Could have been, yeah. Now it's got out, and um, I know it hasn't got the tracking implant in it yet. But you'd think there'd be people out trying to get a visual, but I suppose we do get that uh, damage side-by-side side later, when the boys get to the visitor center, so maybe people are out there actively trying to find it.
0: You know, I have seen make people make supercuts of the finale of The Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. I'd be interested in seeing somebody doing a supercut of Camp Cretaceous and Jurassic World. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. It'd definitely help. <laughs> It'd definitely help yeah. fill in fill in the gaps and that. But uh, she goes to the back of the controller and makes sure no one's watching and uh, calls Zara. And even though Zara's trying to tell her something, Claire talks over her, <laughs> telling her, I need you to bring the boys back to the hotel right away. And Zara's just babbling. I can't, I don't know. I've been looking for them everywhere. I haven't seen them in quite a while. Yes, she's lost her boss's nephews, but I don't know why she's so panicked. They're teenage boys. I'm sure they'll turn up. It also makes me wonder why the wristbands don't have trackers in them. They would be useful. (laughs) Yeah. Especially lost and found. (laughs) We know there's a lot of kids in lost and found. Um, Because I'm pretty sure, either in marketing or something, the wristband wasn't just to determine what ticket package you'd purchase. It actually had a um, like drinks you scan at a drink or cafeteria, cafes and that mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure
0: well I imagine it's kind of like you know like a pass card where it has a little chip in it
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you're able to it you swipe the you know the chip and it does things you know yeah like it adds the um, adds the for example, if you got the super VIP pass that the kid, these kids have, you swipe it along the um, the pop dispenser and it pours your pop for you free of charge, you know, versus
1: yeah.
0: versus no free refills for the peons.
1: <laughs> yep, you only get the one cup. But I suppose, too, we did see how big the tracker implant was for the Indominus, you wouldn't have something that big on the <laughs> on their wrist. They don't seem to be able to have that smaller technology yet.
0: Well, like I said, I imagine it's kind of like a, on your... Like, on my work pass, I have uh, an ID badge and I swipe the badge and it lets me through security, you know? Mm. Like, I, I imagine it's kind of like that.
1: Yep. Yeah. I wonder if um, Zara knows about the Indominus being out already and that's why she's panicked. I don't know.
0: I mean maybe because I mean she is Claire's assistant but at the same time she says that they ran off she doesn't seem to be like she seems to be more concerned about the fact that they ran off than the fact that they ran off and the Indominus is out there I don't think a lot of the park guests know about that if any of them do yet hmm. and I imagine that yelling they ran off and there was a dinosaur on the loose would probably spook some of the guests that are around the <laughs>
1: well that's the other thing too here we are we're now some time after the order's been made to bring everyone back in surely she's out there in the park looking for the boys and all of a sudden there's guests coming back in and murmuring to each other and everything else and she knows she can't call Claire to find out what's going on because then she'd have to spill the beans Mm -hmm. (laughs) that the boys aren't with her but uh, Claire looks confused and tells Zara to slow down so she can hear her properly and um, we can hear Zara say Zach and Gray they ran off, and that's when Claire just looks bewildered and <laughs> says they did what? <laughs> Obviously not aware of how uh, how troublesome teenage boys can be. But that's when we cut back to the gyrosphere as they pass another Stegosaur, and uh, Zach hears his phone ringing and pulls it out of his pocket. Why is no one taking photos? We mentioned before when uh, when Al. Just before the petting zoo, that um, or beside the petting zoo, where Gray's taking photos with a disposable camera, I'm I'm assuming that camera's full, and that's why he's not taking any photos. But you'd think Zach would be taking photos for him on his on his phone there.
0: I don't know. I mean, he generally seems really disinterested about the whole thing, which again I don't see how, but <laughs> there are just some kids who are have no interest in dinosaurs. As crazy yeah. as that sounds.
1: <laughs> yeah and even um Gray had his dork dork pouch <laughs> you'd um you'd think he'd have just a, a phone cheap phone in there or a, another camera um and not not just the uh the 30 shot disposable <laughs> that he had earlier mhm I don't I'd assume there'd be no uh banning of photography or anything yeah, like I
0: can that uh, I
1: mean I Especially when we're at the the Mosasaur feeding show where everyone had their phone up to get the Mosasaur eating and the shark, too.
0: Exactly, yeah. I mean, everybody walks around with a portable camera in their pocket nowadays, so there's no way they're banning photography.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, I could see banning, like, flash photography for certain exhibits, but you're not banning that, period. And even Mm. then, I see see people all all the time at, like, museum, museum exhibits where they're, like, no flash photography, and you see people there with flash photography, and the security guard has to walk over to them and tell them to turn the flash off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there's the other thing, too. Maybe the glass of the ball, obviously you're in direct sunlight here, so you wouldn't be, the flash wouldn't be flashing on the, uh, lighting the glass up so you couldn't take a photo of the animals, but I wonder, there doesn't seem to be any um, distortion or anything in the glass, especially considering it's Oh, I think it's a couple inches thick.
0: Oh, well, that is the beauty of having a CGI glass. Yeah, jar. yeah,
1: that's a, <laughs> that's the thing. It is CG. because I'm just trying to think. You try and look through a, a glass jar or anything like that, and you do get that distortion around the edges. I can only imagine mm-hmm. it'd be, it wouldn't be as bad in a big ball like that because you're sort of inside looking out, not trying to see through to both sides. But uh, as the minute ends... Uh, Zach looks down to see who it is and then hits the answer button um, and we get the conversation next minute. Uh, anything else on that before we get into the novel comparisons?
0: Uh, no, I think we're good.
1: All right. Uh, Gray cries at the annou- Cries no at the announcement. That was only uh, 0.2 miles, so they haven't gone very far. Interestingly, something else here, uh, Zach watched the girls um, in the ball ahead of him turn back towards the station at the base of the valley then he looked at Grey and saw how disappointed he was. So the whole time, Zach was just following the girls again, stalker mode. <laughs> but it would have um, it would have given us at least one other gyrosphere. We've seen that one leave the station just before the boys got in there. So we know there's at least one other <laughs> gyrosphere out in their location.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the, uh, the rest happens just like the film. But before uh, he pushes the joystick forward, um, he turns the volume down on the monitor speakers, which I thought was interesting because... When we get the phone call next minute and the the whole cell signal and <laughs> all that trope, you'd think if they can uh, pipe the alert to the gyrosphere is that the uh, the rides are now closed. You'd think maybe someone could talk to the gyrosphere as well, maybe through that system. Because I don't I don't think the uh, the instructional video and all that would be. Um, on a hard drive in a gyrosphere surely that's all Wi-Fi or or, all goes to the gyrospheres via the cloud and all the uh, tracking information that Larry has next minute as well all comes back via the cloud as well Mm -hmm. the Jurassic cloud (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that's something we can talk about more next minute Uh, Dave, anything else to discuss with 55 before we get heavy for the week?
0: Uh, No, I think we're good
1: Alright, lovely